AW Dark Elevation this week was a banger, as always, as we kick off with Thunder Rosa sending a message to Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, that old enemies come when you're the champ, and it looks like Thunder Rosa is next, next in line for Britt Baker's championship. We then take it down to ringside where the Tate twins, Brandon and Brett, take on the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster, with the acclaimed getting the win. After that, Robin Renegade takes on Layla Hirsch, with Layla Hirsch getting the win. Speaking of Thunder Rosa, she is in action next. She takes on Rekka Tahaka, and Thunder Rosa pulls up the win. The Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison with Julia Hart take on Chaos Project, Luther, and Serpentico, with the Varsity Blondes pulling up the win. Nyla Rose and the Bunny with the Hardy Family Office and Vicky Guerrero at ringside take on Big Swole and Red Velvet, with Nyla Rose and the Bunny picking up the win. Jack Evans of TH2 with Angelico in his corner takes on Penta El Zero Miedo with Alex Abrahentes at ringside with Penta El Zero Miedo picking up the win. Tykonti takes on Ashley Diambrosi, I'm probably saying that name wrong, but Tykonti picks up the win. And then in your main event, Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt takes on JD Drake of the Wingmen, who has Cesar Bononi, Peter Avalon, and Ryan Nemeth in his corner, with Jungle Boy picking up the win. That's it for Dark Elevation, let's take it down to Dark. Billy and Colton of the Gun Club defeat Cesar Bononi and Ryan Nemeth of the Wingmen. Chris Statlander defeats Robin Renegade. Dark Order's Alex Reynolds, Stu Grayson, and Alan Five Angels defeat TH2 and Serpentico. Red Velvet defeats Diamante. Jungle Boy defeats Bear Bronson. And that's it for AW Dark Elevation and AW Dark Results. Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back after this. Hello, this is Toxic Trent, a pro wrestler turned streamer because COVID ruined my life, and now a podcast host. I host the brand new podcast called The Wah Cast, where me and my friend talk about our life, wrestling, and streaming. If this sounds interesting to you, please look us up on all podcast platforms. That's The Wah Cast. W A H. Mwah! Ladies and gentlemen, Aiden here from the Cult of Elite, joined by Sal. We are here for AEW Friday Night Dynamite Week 1. Week 1 of, uh, I think it's like up to 8, I think, because of the NBA playoffs or whatever. I don't know, I don't watch NBA, so something like that. Yes, I believe that it's... No, it's not NBA, I'm pretty sure it's the NHL. I thought it was the NBA playoffs, I thought that was the reason that it was moved, I don't know, something like that, something along that line. Uh, but we are going to be reviewing AEW Dynamite, uh, and then later on the show, AEW Double or Nothing 2021. Uh, we will not only be discussing how it was uh, from the TV perspective, but also from someone that was in the crowd for all three nights. And can I say, by the time we started Dynamite, oh my god, was I exhausted. At this point, we had been through two and a half hours of a dark elevation. Lost my voice popping for Jungle Boy and Pentagon Jr. Oh, that, that, you know what? I, I respect that. I mean, I, I didn't have a voice. I mean, people on Twitter were complaining about, you know, uh, no one popping for Orange Cassidy, but I don't think anyone had a voice. And was everyone, it was like midnight by the time Orange Cassidy finally came out. We were, we were all tired. Uh, we kicked off Dynamite with Darby Allen taking on Cesar Bononi of the Wingmen. So, wait, which which tag name do you like better? Do you like the wingman or do you like the pretty picture? Okay, because I'm because the wingman sounds so much more dorky. I love it so much, and also that name just seems to make JD Drake so much more mad. And I don't know why, but JD Drake being the one that's so upset about everything just sounds so. 
I don't mind the wingmen. I thought the pretty picture is okay. I like the wingmen a lot better. Um, I don't know. I just don't see potential in this in this group. This is just an odd group. Now, don't get me wrong. Bononi and Peter Avalon, I see money in them. But adding Nemeth and JD Drake just seemed useless. Okay. I actually, I could also see money, Peter. I could see money in. And if Ryan Nemeth had charisma, you could do something like PP Ray, where you have Avalon and Nemeth be basically like that. That was PP Ray on the independent. But sadly, Ryan Nemeth has no charisma. No, all Ryan Nemeth is is his brother. No, it's Ryan. Yeah, Ryan has no charisma. Has all like legit? Just okay. I was sitting pretty close to the ring, so I could see pretty well. While he was outside doing his, you know, taunting and stuff, all I could see was his brother. Like the way he moved, the way he was taunting. Oh, I just saw. I just saw Ziggler, a hundred percent. You saw. Okay, it's the thing though. He has the look. He has the look, one hundred percent. But the mic skills, my guy. Like, okay, okay, don't get me wrong. I love him on BTE. I love. Him. Yeah, his BTE skits but, are pretty good. But I feel like. I feel like that's why they have him with Drake and Avalon. Cause Drake, okay, Drake is one of those guys that you didn't that you don't expect to be charismatic, but he can. Yeah, true. Uh, I like I liked I I liked Drake, kind of just being the solo guy. I think he should be an outlaw. I don't think he should be in a group. Uh, I would normally typically say the same thing for Moxley, but I kind of like Moxley and Kingston as a team. Okay, I feel like. So JD Drake is like is like that one friend that like gets roped into the group and hates everyone, but like slowly begins to warm up to everyone. Yeah, it's, it's like it's slow progression. I feel like okay, I feel like if you give either ben okay, Benoni needs to be in the tag team of this group because Benoni could actually be a really good tag rep. Yeah, I I also agree with that as well. Like ben okay, Benoni and J and JD Drake sounds so fun as a team. I don't know why, but like. But, but yeah, I do agree that Avalon and Benoni, great duo. I think that having JD Drake in there is fun. And then, okay, Ryan is a great pin eater. He's the guy that'll take all of the losses. If, like when the wingmen, when the wingmen lose, you yeah, don't see, see Benoni, JD, or Peter taking losses. You see Actually, you don't see Ryan. Peter in the ring at all. Yeah, no, P yeah, no, Peter's too good for that, apparently. Apparently, they don't they don't book him anymore. They just book. I feel like Benoni's the only one that's booked every week. I feel like he's on dark or dark elevation every single week. Well, okay, okay. So, on dark elevation, I think it was last week, or or, 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 or yeah, I'm pretty sure it was last. Week. Um, JD Drake versus Rocky Romero was really good. To be honest, it was a really good match. I enjoyed. It. Um. So I feel like Drake is like one of those guys that like if you gave him the right momentum. He could really be a great upper upper card. So Darby Allen gets the win over Cesar Benoni to open up Dynamite after the match. Allen calls out Sky and Paige, his opponents, for double or nothing. Um, <clears throat> only to have the heels appear and refuse his challenge. Instead, they waited until Benoni, Ryan Nemeth, and Peter, Pretty Peter Avalon jumped to the face paint anti-heroes until the Dark Order made the save. Of course, you know, you got to get Dark Order in there. I, I don't know where they're going with this. Are Sting and Darby Allen going to join Dark Order? Is that where they're going with this? I don't, I, I don't want them to. I feel like, I feel like, 
could have a story for each member of the Dark Order because they're right there. Yeah. Uh, Uno and Grace, the team that has been like they've been teaming for about for like over a decade. Yeah, they could be the tag team. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I think I could see Evil Uno doing a solo run. I don't know if it's right now is the perfect time, but being live in the crowd and hearing the pop that he got, I think he could do pretty well. I also think that Stu could do well because Stu is so athletic but so strong. I want them to put Butcher Blade and Stu Grayson into a trio. I don't want. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Don't have Uno and Grayson be in separate groups because they are they're they're like they're they're like brothers. You can't really break that up, and their and their dynamic is so good. I feel like besides Santana and Ortiz, the, t the only other team that I could see taking the that I think should take the belts off the Bucks are Uno and Grayson because they've been a team for over a decade. They've been busting their ass on. Honestly, I'm and not gonna lie. After Double or Nothing, I was wondering who could honestly take the titles from them, and then Santana posted that tweet, basically saying that they're going after the tag titles. And I honestly, truly, I truly do think that they are gonna take the titles from the Bucks. And I feel like either that or. If you want to turn the inner circle back to being heels, you have them you have them take the belts off of the Dark Order because the Dark Order is still maybe the most well, over baby face. The reason I say I think Proud and Powerful could do it is because we could actually get that Proud and Powerful or inner circle elite feud that we were setting up for Blood and Guts that never happened. That is also true. Which means they could do like all out eight man tags Survivor Series style or they could bring in a new match type because I don't think they'll do another Blood and Guts that close to the first one but i think we'll finally also, get that uh inner circle because you, you can't you don't want to have gallows or anderson on the have the other one match. and no one wants to see michael nakazawa in a main event i think nakazawa would probably be in the main event if i have to be honest with you that or kenny or that or it'd be the bucks and the good brothers in all honesty i feel like best decision where you sign where you sign someone that is a perfect heel someone that can that really that can really get under your skin baron corbin or <laughs> or or turn cody heel no 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 too late for that, pal. That would have been the perfect thing for Double or Nothing. I don't want to get into that right now, that but Double or Nothing heel turn, that would have gotten heat due to the whole story. That that That's where heat would have been. Uh, but anyways, moving on. Um, after that, we had the Anthony Agogo, Cody Rhodes weigh-in. And I really, I honestly am shocked that this didn't turn into a brawl. But the one thing I have to say is that, you, I don't know if you guys could see it on TV, they hung the flags right, right above the crowd. Half the section for both flags couldn't see. They covered half the crowd with the flags. That is awesome. Like, I'm that sitting is... there I'm sitting there in the crowd during commercial break, and they're setting this up, and they're tying the flags. I'm like, are they going to have this go above the Tron or something? And they raise it, and then it just stops, and it's like covering half the crowd, and it's, it's oh, I laughed. But the worst part about this match was the fact no one in the crowd was paying attention to it because idiots outside the arena were... We're lighting off pyro and fireworks 
like a couple uh, street, not streets down, but really close to the arena. And they were lighting off mad fireworks. You couldn't hear anything. Paul White had to speak louder. Like they were speaking louder, trying to ignore it. But like we couldn't hear anything over the fireworks. So we we're like blasting into our ears. So like, I don't think anyone in the crowd paid attention to this match. That is disrespectful. Paul White do that. Paul White. I have a feeling that whoever was uh, controlling those fireworks definitely did it just to annoy AEW because, I mean, that was a stupid thing to do. Uh, and they went on for a good five minutes. Went on for the entire segment. Uh, but yeah, anyways, that was a non-fight segment, uh, which was actually kind of funny because on social media, everyone's like, what's the point of this? We all know they're going to get into a brawl. And then they didn't get into a brawl. They left peacefully. Oh, it was hilarious. Um, and then go on to a hype package. Nicole in the Stadium Stampede match. Find a brawl. A brawl. So, will I don't know how to feel about this feud between Hobbs and Christian. I think it's over. I think it's over right now because um, on Dark Elevation and Dark, they kind of kind of teased Christian and Matt Hardy getting into a feud. I feel like that would be a good idea. I feel like having Hobbs involved in the team task tension is probably the best idea because, as you saw at Double or Nothing, there was a little bit of tension. Yeah. Um, I feel like involving him in there would probably be the best idea. So I but think they'll probably have a match, probably just a one on another one-off match, probably next few weeks because I know uh, the next week slash last week. Uh, Cage and Jungle Boy are facing Private Party, so I think they'll have a one-off match probably within the next month or so before All Out, and then Christian will face Matt Hardy at All Out. That's that's my theory. And so now we head into uh, another another singles match or our first single. Okay, no, another singles as we see our favorite anxious millennial cowboy Hank Page take. No, on. no, no! You can't say that anymore. Anxious millennial dad cowboy. Oh, Angst Millennial Dad he is a dad. Congrats, Hangman. Yes, but, if you uh, don't know that Hang or Tony Khan came out after I think Double or Nothing or Dynamite, one of the two. He came out after the show and uh accidentally spoiled the fact that Hangman Page is gonna be a father. Uh so if you were in the crowd you got that and then well if you spoil it to the crowd, you spoil it to the entire world because it goes straight to Twitter. Uh so Hangman Page is gonna be dad. You know, this match wasn't that bad, but I had to be honest, this was everyone's piss break match. I, I, I could see that because no one really cares about Joey Janela. This was the best part, right? Being in the crowd, Joey Janela comes out, Hangman Page gets this pop, and then my entire section, when Joey Janela comes out, starts chanting GCW. <laughs> Y'all are so Like, not even me. Like, I was sitting there, like, eating my dinner because we had been there for, like, three hours, and there's, there's people behind me going, GCW, GCW. <laughs> And then the entire section starts singing it, and I hear this lady behind us who legit has never watched wrestling in her life because she doesn't know what's happening. She literally called Hangman the cowboy guy. She she was just there for her kid, right? And she goes, what is GCW? And the kid goes, I don't know. And then starts chanting GCW. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> okay, as a kid who, as someone who's been to plenty of wrestling show and been involved in plenty of chant, I have been in that situation where where I have no clue why why they're chanting it, but I but I just join along with the chant because it, it's it's wrestling. You don't want to be you don't out. you don't want to be the person that questions it. There was this one time I went to Dynamite. I think it was like end of 2019 maybe. 
we went to Dynamite, and uh, I don't remember what match it was, but they were doing chops, like chops really fast, and everyone was chanting woo. I'd put good money on a Pentagon. No, I think it was like Chuck Taylor or something. I'm not really sure. So it was oh, someone. Yeah, so they were doing chops. They were doing chops really fast. So the crowd was just chanting woo on repeat, right? To the point where I screamed woo so loud and there wasn't even a chop. No one was chanting besides myself. You just hear me woo. Amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Um, Team Taz comes out. This entire show, I mean, you know, it was the last second build for Double or Nothing. So Team Taz comes out. Uh, we all saw it coming a long time ago, the Hangman Page face turn. Uh, Hangman challenges him. What? and the, the, er, the Hangman Page face turn? I'm in the Brian Cage face turn. My bad. Uh, Page challenges Cage. See, a little difference there. Uh, to come out without Team Taz, uh, which was intriguing. I believe they started teasing it a month or two ago that Cage might be going face. And I think after Double or Nothing, that's pretty much where he's going. Uh, leaving Team Taz behind. Um, either way, Hangman Page gets the win. And uh, after that, we got the Orange Cassidy answer on whether he was going to be at Double or Nothing for the World Championship match. Uh, Pot come out. I don't, I don't know. So much happened here, and I couldn't see because the person in front of me, I didn't really pay attention. I just know there's a big brawl. Orange Cassidy held up the title and looked like a million bucks with it. That's all I know. That that's probably legit. All I know from this segment. All right, so go to a, uh, a Moxley and Edson promo. Those are always. Yeah, th this was a funny promo because they started playing it on the screen during commercial break, so we saw it before anyone. Uh, but Moxley and Omega come out. They throw the shoes, uh, and they have this whole little promo. Oh, it was a cool promo. Uh, but then following that, this is if you have OCD, don't watch this uh, this match right now, all right? Because you will probably have a heart attack. Jade Cargill, uh, Smart Mark Sterling, uh, they have their little promo backstage. Matt Hardy tries to get Jade Cargill to sign with him, but Smart Mark Sterling comes in uh, and says that she's already signed with him. And then they head to the ring. But if you notice, Jade Cargill is wearing gold in the back in the promo, and then two seconds later it comes out on TV in pink. I legit was like, why, why, why? That is, don't, don't, attire. Yeah, don't, don't attire swap unless it's gonna be like last week this happened or something because like that makes sense. I don't know if they said that or not. I haven't rewatched it to hear commentary, so I'm not 100 sure if they said that it was like last week or something. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Uh, but either way, Jade Cargill got the win over Kylan King, who uh. I think is about to be all elite, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure they're ready to sign her. Uh, I can go ahead and tell you right now, <coughs> Mr. Limelight is definitely signed. Go ahead and throw that in there. Following that, we had the TNT Championship match. Dante Martin, a top flight, taking on Miro. I don't think Dante Martin was the right person to feed to Miro. I mean, I get why he's a tag team wrestler i don't know I, I didn't really care i feel like you could have used limelight in this situation because imagine limelight like bending backwards yeah i don't get me wrong i love top flight i think they're amazing but i don't think dante was the right person because the whole thing should be maybe they will walk out the title but in this instant 
you already knew Miro wasn't dropping the title to Dante Martin. So I think maybe it should have been whoever's like number five, number four, something along that in the rankings. Rating. Um, I don't know. Let me look. Let's see. Who is in the rankings? Let's see. I don't know if we have updated rankings for Double or Nothing. We do not. So this is before Double or Nothing. Uh, for the world title slash TNT title rankings, Orange Cassidy is number one, Pac is number two, Moxley's number three, Darby's number four, and Brian Cage number five. For women's, but I think right there, have of them be fed. Yeah, true. There's no one really there to be fed. Uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are number two in the rankings. Uh, it looks Sir, like they might be next to to take on the Young Bucks, maybe. Maybe. Um, Miro gets the win, and then the dumbest thing ever, when he invites Lance Archer to come to the ring, get into a fight, and then gets knocked down by Lance Archer and loses that fight, uh, I don't know, I thought that made him look pretty bad, that may have just been me. And finally, they did it, Sal. One thing we complained on the old Ollie podcast, how tiny the women's championship was, they finally brought in a new women's title and made it smaller, or not smaller, they made it bigger, they made it a lot bigger. It looks a lot better. You know, you love to see because, like, I will admit, Aiden. He will admit to silence. Women's. Oh, the, oh. Okay, me and Aiden talked so much shit on the old women's championship. Yes, yes, we did. It was, it was very tiny. Um. It, it was. Actually, we I think. I think Britt delivered a pretty good promo in this as well. Her first, her first promo back, Britt delivered a good promo. The old era being 316, the new era being DMD. I thought that was a pretty decent promo. The crowd could get behind it. I thought that was really good. Uh, after that, we had the be- the men of the year, uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, take on Evil Uno and Stu Grayson with, of course, Sky and speaking, Page getting the win. Of, no, no we, we, we were just talking about Uno and Grayson. Yes, we were. Uh, the best part about this entire match was after the match when uh, multiple Stings followed Darby Allen to the ring. And then guess who was behind one of the Sting masks? It was Sting himself for the third time in another company, WCW TNA. And now AEW, he's unmasked himself as himself. I don't know why, but I love that trope because it's so stupid. It, it is so stupid, yeah. But it's so funny. You know that you, like, like low-key love. Uh, and then we end off Dynamite with the Inner Circle Celebration. I thought this was a great way to end. Uh, I honestly thought Pinnacle were going to attack live in the ring. Um, but, of course, that didn't happen. It happened in the stadium, which kind of made sense. Um, we'll talk more in the stadium stampede during Double or Nothing review. But I thought this was a pretty good promo. I think Jericho, you know, all of them really put on good promos. And this was just another example of that. But, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. The Call of Elite Podcast will be right back after this. Not much to talk about in the world of AEW games besides Elite General Managers now open for beta. If you don't know what EGM is, EGM is a mobile game you can play on your phone right now on Android and iPhone. It is basically the GM mode everyone's wanted in the WWE games for years, but on mobile. You can book better shows against other people, and you can even book your own ending, never-ending show. 
You earn money and you hire your talent. You can book title matches, you can book four ways, you can book whatever you want. If you'd like to sign up for the beta and get the game today before release, make sure you go to AEWGames.com slash EGM beta. Welcome back to the Call of Elite podcast. I'm Aiden, joined by Sal, and uh, I was going to throw this in way earlier on, but I thought, you know, since I was there, I'd kind of give my story on what happened, uh, what FanFest was all about. AEW FanFest took place the night after Dynamite and the night before Double or Nothing. If you don't know what FanFest was, it was um, a cluster, a real cluster. I mean, pain, like, it, pay money to get pain, because your legs will hurt. Um, I guess I can pull up the entire like, schedule. Joey Janela is in, like, Joey Janela is in AEW, so anything that, uh, uh, so anything is going to, like, look at the cluster. I'm going to try and pull up the schedule here. I know there's one somewhere. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I know there's, like, an, a whole schedule of what was going down at FanFest. So if I can find that, then I can, uh, tell you exactly what was going down in my head. At that time. Okay, here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. FanFest. Boom. Okay. So, on the main stage, uh, it went from 12.30 into 6.15 at night. From 5.15 to 6.15, they streamed the weigh-in on uh, Fight TV. I'm pretty sure. So, main stage-wise, they had Critical Botch, which is Brandon Cutler's D&D channel. From 2.45 to 3.45, they had live matches, which turned into uh, this week's episode of Dark. From four to five, they had they had AEW unrestricted. Uh, I believe they had negative one and ten on there. I wish I was there for that, but I left by then. That and then the awesome. weigh-in. Oh, awesome. Okay, so there were paid meet and greets and free meet and greets. So for the paid people, you had to pay a certain amount of price for them. For the free people, it was mainly because they sold the fr- paid ones sold out so quickly that the free ones they kind of threw in for the people who weren't didn't get a chance to go. So, the paid people were Chris Statlander, Cody, Christian Cage, Darby Allen, Thunder Rosa, The Young Bucks, Matt Hardy, Miro, Hangman Page, Orange Cassidy, Moxley, and Kingston, and Sheeta. And the free people were Red Velvet, Top Flight, Bear Country, Ricky Starks, The Acclaimed, Layla Hirsch, Aaron Solo, Will Hobbs, and Varsity Blondes. So, I ended up meeting... I ended up meeting Christian Cage first. That was the first person I did. I paid for him a couple weeks ago. So, I met Christian Cage... Experience with Christian Cage, if I had to rate it out of 10, I'd say 9.5 out of 10. Wasn't the best, wasn't the best person I met, but really top tier, really cool person to talk to. We talked to a second about how I was at one of his like last 10 matches uh, before he retired in WB. Uh, it was one where he qualified. I don't really remember the match. I just know that it was like two weeks or three weeks before they went to Chicago for his last match. Um so I met him, really cool. He spelled my name wrong, but it's cool. He fixed it. Anyways. Um also took the worst photo ever cuz they snapped it right as I looked away. So like it looks terrible. Uh, I hate the photo. I will, you'll <laughs> never never find that photo on social media cuz I freak never never you will never find it unless you find out how because I will never be the one to post it. It is essential that I, that I find it. So I didn't meet anyone from Second Block, which is Rosa, Miriam, Hardy, and Young Bucks. Uh, and the last paid person that I met was Moxley and Kingston. Obviously had to meet my idol, John Moxley. Uh, also really cool people. Uh, probably the best, one of the best people that I met out of all of them. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't have the cash to go talk shit to the Young, young Bucks? Think I had an extra hundred dollars. Moxley and Kingston were a hundred bucks. Christian was seventy. 
no the prices were really good i just i you know i needed i wanted merch so no um so moxley and kingston were cool when you walk up to them you can take a photo with them you can either do a pg version or you can do the my family might kick me out for this photo aka the middle finger um you you do buddy i did the middle finger of course yes sir (laughs) uh and then we talked about the right after uh which was already funny uh there's this clip from the photo because my my mom took the photo and it's like a live photo so when you hold it down you can see moxley starting to laugh at my mom's face because i didn't get her permission to do the middle finger so you can see her face (laughs) and you just see moxley dying laughing in the corner it's hilarious uh afterwards uh kingston asked me if it was the only time i'd probably get away with doing that i said yeah probably and he said like uh respect or something like that i didn't hear him we were walking off by then uh but yeah, that was that was funny. So free people that I met, I met Bear Country. They were pretty cool. We get to hold their uh, leather mask. That was pretty sweet. Those sound pretty. They signed my flag. Oh yeah, I guess I could say that as well. I bought this like flag that has the AW logo on it, and whenever I met somebody, I uh, had them sign it. So now my flag has like twenty five signatures on it, and I'm gonna hang it right above my AEW figures, and right around it, there's they when you walk in, your ticket to your paid ones were your double or nothing cards. You know, like the spades with their faces on it or something those are your tickets so you they can sign that and then sign the flag as well so i had them sign that as well so what i'm gonna do is surround my shelf that has my figures on it with the eight by tens that are signed and then inside the eight by ten will be my photo with them and then the flag will be at the top and then whenever i go to another aw meet and greet i'll take the flag with me um i met bear country again pretty cool they signed the flag i think i was the first person that they got to sign a flag for so that was pretty cool uh they were pretty fast. They were pretty fast and quick. They were not the... They didn't really have a big line. A lot of the free people had long lines. Like, Top Flight, I wanted to meet, but their line wrapped around the building. Like, I, if you got in line... Yeah, Top Flight over. Yeah, Top Flight are popular. Um, Bear Country were cool. Um, and then after that, I really wanted to meet the Acclaimed, but I had to choose between Ricky Sarks and the Acclaimed because both lines Bro, were... Bro, you go for the Acclaimed. You go for the Acclaimed. Okay, listen, listen. Both lines were wrapped around the building. Like, oh. like, like the fact that, okay, so the there's a time period, right? Like this one, there was an hour that they had to sign everything and get through the whole line, right? S- both lines wrapped around the building. So if you got into the acclaimed line, half the people didn't even get to meet the acclaimed and they had to just leave. For Ricky Starks, man, talk about a guy that loves his fans probably the top tier i put him above mox and kingston on the list the of people that i that met ricky starks okay the fact that ricky starks you're, you're, you're talking about how, such a, how great of a guy he is and then you see that he's playing one like like such a head. yeah he's a heel but i mean man in real life he's an amazing guy like his line wrapped around the building and it was like three four it was like 245 we were still in the back of the line and he like we were like oh we're not gonna get to meet him in time ricky jumps on his chair and says i'm finishing this whole damn line and legit finished the entire line took photos and everything we talked for a good five minutes like we we oh, we okay. sat there and just talked for five minutes i mean that's uh, yeah ricky starks was definitely top tier people that i met all i'm saying is that like i would have sent you money to get to get a clip of of, of, of either starks the acclaimed or moxie calling me a bar i would have i would have sent you money so i would i was gonna have the free people do podcast intros for call of elite but the thing was their lines wrapped around the building and i was like yeah i'm not gonna hold up this line any longer because the meet and greets took place on the uh jaguars practice field so we stood on that field for a good hour waiting to meet starks 
And when I say the next morning we woke up and didn't want to walk, I mean like our body physically couldn't let us walk. Like it hurt so bad. I couldn't lift my arm. My legs hurt. Like, man, we were in lines all day. Uh, and then the final person that I met, poor Aaron Solo. I met Aaron Solo. Quick guy. You, quick hello, goodbye, sign, picture, goodbye. Uh, I met him because we were in line to meet Moxley, and his line had two people in it. And I'm like, bet. I'm going to go. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm going to run over there, get Aaron Solo, and then come back in line to meet Moxley. So I run over there. It takes 10 seconds. He signs it, walks off. And then some guy posted on Twitter that he had Aaron Solo sign his poster and had it signed as Bailey's ex instead of Aaron Solo. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Poor guy. Poor guy, man. Uh, So they also have this thing called the flex field, which was basically in that same practice area, but it wasn't part of the meet and greet section. Well, I guess I can throw this in there as well. Tony Schiavone was just chilling there. Like, he was just doing autographs. Schiavone was just vibing, bro. So I walked over there, got a photo and autograph from Schiavone, which was pretty cool. Uh, I, I almost I almost asked him to yell, it's Aiden, you know, like that. But he was walking yeah, off. So, oh, oh, like the it sting? Yeah. But he was like, I was yeah, a little, I, his line was super long. Like, people waited in there for a good two hours to meet him. And by the time I was like, by the time I got over there and was like, you know what? I'll go get Schiavone is like there was two people in line and he was just leaving so i walked over there and i was the final person he signed for Shivani's great. so flex field you had relics and artifacts uh you can find photos of it all over twitter you, they had like a brody lee section they oh, had yeah. brits yeah, they had brit baker's wheelchair they had barbed wire bats and stuff used from moxley's matches they had the original drawing for tens dark order mask they had all the titles there uh, I mean, people were wondering what artifacts would be there. There was a lot of stuff there. I mean, you had the Young Bucks, uh, whatever it was called, the gear they wore at Double or Nothing with Kenny Omega, the Dragon Ball or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Did... They had that okay. gear. Um, they had uh, the FTW flag. Okay, okay. I have a very important question. Yes. Question. Very, very important. Did, they, did you see Peter Avalon's pillow thing? the the red heart yes yes it was there that is amazing i think i have a photo of it maybe if i do i'll send it to you um and then they also had the jazzware figures um so they had the new figures that were going to be revealed uh which i'll talk about later on in this podcast at some point in time but they had the new figures that were going to be revealed and then they had some of the old figures kind of just chilling that they're making doubles of um but yeah, that, that's pretty much FanFest. Uh, I did meet Dustin Rhodes, so I'll give you guys a time frame here. So after we met Christian and Bear Country, because Bear Country's line was pretty short, uh, we didn't want to meet anyone else, and I definitely didn't want to wait in the line to meet Top Flight because it was wrapped around the building. So we went and sat down to watch Critical Botch for about 30 minutes, uh, right next to Sean Rossap. Uh, shout out Sean Rossap. Uh, and then Dustin Rhodes walks out, so I met Dustin Rhodes there as well, but I didn't have a Sharpie for him to sign with, so he couldn't sign my flag. Sad times. Nope. Uh, Br- Rick, Rick Knox was also there, Aubrey Edwards, uh, what's the one dude's name? Bryce, 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 whatever his last oh, name Bryce is. Ren- yeah, Remsburg, Remsburg, yeah. Bryce was there, I met Bryce, I met Britt Baker, I met, who else was there? God, I'm trying to remember. Literally, there was just people walking around anywhere. I think Penelope was walking around somewhere with, uh... The wedding posters from dynamite that one time 
uh legit any and everyone you never knew who was gonna walk out uh serpentico was out there at one point varsity blondes did an autograph signing as well uh yeah people were all anywhere everywhere you went nothing and you got all this the biggest flex i have on wrestling fans that i got to meet the undertaker once that's like the flex i have that is pretty big flex um wrestlers i've got ricky mandel undertaker and rich but yeah, that that, that 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 was fan fest. I have a lot more people that I saw pop up there. Nyla Rose popped up in there at some point as well. There's just people all over the place, man. You couldn't keep up with the amount of people that were there. Um, but when we come back here on Call of Elite, it's the double or nothing review. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Call of Elite podcast. Today on the Toy Room, we've got a lot of things announced from AEW Fan Fest from Double or Nothing Weekend. We kick things off with a new series announced as Unmatched was announced by Jazzwares with the new series consisting of the cleaner, the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega, Miro, Darby Island, the American Nightmare Cody, a now updated Dustin Rhodes, and Dr. Britt Baker DMD, the new AEW Women's Champion. The American Nightmare Cody will not be getting one but two new figures announced as of right now in this series that we've gone through so far, as he will also be getting a throwback LJN Superstar. Unmatched Series 2 consists of Proud and Powerful Santana and Ortiz, Ty Conti of the Dark Order, MJF, Wardlow, and a Mystery Superstar. That Mystery Superstar is going to be a rare Sting figure with his first figure in AEW. Unmatched Series 3 is also announced as a full Dark Order line with Mr. Brody Lee, John Silver, Stu Grayson, Anna Jay, Evil Uno, and a Mystery Person. It was then announced that Darby Allen will also be getting an LJN Wrestling Superstar. Then we go back to the OG Unrivaled series with Series 7 consisting of the Young Bucks, Lance Archer, FTR, and Nyla Rose. Unrivaled Series 8 will consist of a new Orange Cassidy, a new Chris Jericho, a new John Moxley, and the first time in the line, Best Friends consisting of Chris Statlander, Trent, and Chuck to complete the Best Friends. We will be getting a new Authentic Scale ring that will be the Double or Nothing ring, and it will come with the first time in the line, Aubrey Edwards figure. And finally, we have the first time ever AEW wrestling buddies consisting of Cody, Kenny Omega, Darby Allin, and Luchasaurus. There you go. There's all the reveals that happened at AEW Double or Nothing Weekend Fan Fest Edition. Let us know on Twitter or Instagram what you're looking forward to and what you're going to add to your toy room because that's going to do it all today on The Toy Room. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Aiden and Sal from Call of Elite back here with a double or nothing review. Um, before we hop into this, Sal, did you hear the big news about next week? I did not hear the big news about next week. What is this big news, my friend? Well, the big news about next week is we'll be joined by AEW Dark Superstar D3, the, the Prince of Rome. will be joining us here on the show next week for a special interview. Um, the first interview on the, this podcast, we'll have a ton of AEW Dark Superstars and AEW Superstars appearing Left and right, you'll never know who will show up. Follow us on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Cult of Elite to get all that news. Or join the Discord because we, we also have a Discord there as well. Very true. But also, don't forget, this is our this this is also the return of, I know for me, my return since March. Uh, I don't remember that. I mean, I, technically, technically, I did an interview like two weeks ago, so... Okay, my return. You're you've been pretty consistent. Well, I guess I can also promote this as well before we hop into this. If you want interviews that are outside of AEW as well as videos, make sure you check out the Indie Horseman because that's where all of that jazz is posted. But Sal, double or nothing. 
2021. Guys like CW Anderson. But so we're gonna hop in. We're gonna buy in first. We got Serena Deeb versus Riho. Man, the best part about this match was the crowd chanting, please end this match. <laughs> <laughs> was it bad? Man, okay, so for Dynamite, our tickets were pretty good. We had like maybe fifth row, top, not not very bad seats. For this particular event, we didn't have crap seats. We were right next to where Moxley entered, so our seats weren't the best. But we got to see Moxley like walk out, so that was pretty dope. Uh, we still had pretty good seats. The people behind us, in front of us, were just all annoying, so we were kind of just mad about that. Uh, but yeah, this guy behind us was just chanting, please end this match, no one cares. Uh, I honestly didn't didn't care about this match at all. Riho and Serena Deeb are two really good wrestlers, but I feel like you probably could have went ahead and put, in all honesty, this is where you could have shoehorned a random match to put someone over, like... Like limelight. If you want to get limelight over, you bring in you. You have Danny take on. Bro, someone. I'm gonna say this. Why the flip was Fuego not booked at all? This Fuego man. Fuego not being booked was an injustice. The fact that. that Bro, that this man walked out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and each day got a pop, and yet not was booked. He wasn't booked on Dark. He wasn't booked on Elevation. Dude. Wasn't booked on Dynamite. Wasn't booked on Double or Nothing. Like, what do you want? I I think he would have got a bigger pop if he was the Joker. Okay, that, I was going to say that, because, you know, Leo Rush did little to nothing, and people were upset about that, but... We'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to that match later. But Fuego... Yeah, Fuego, Fuego should have been in there at some point in time. Um, justice for Fuego, though, so... Justice for Fuego. Uh, Serena Deeb and Riho put on a pretty decent match, in my opinion. I didn't think it was the best. I didn't think it was the worst. Deeb comes out the win and retains the national wrestling crap wrestling alliance championship NWA world, the nwa world women's championship oh i didn't know that it was, it was for a belt man that match i mean that brand sucks it does but also Serena nwa I, I i just i'm gonna throw this in there nwa should just allow someone to buy them because every time they come back they're really good and then they're just really bad all, okay, all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say, is give it to Impact. I couldn't care who gets it, just someone please take control of that company. I mean, I bought a month's worth of NWA shows just because I heard it was bad and I wanted to see. And man, I questioned why I'm a wrestling fan after watching those shows. I questioned it. To be honest, that's... That that was me in 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 2015 during w during you know what you know what i'll throw if you want to know how bad it is i would i was hyped for raw after no. watching that i was hyped no to watch way. raw after watching power <laughs> that is scary especially for you who was you you're, okay you are maybe the most anti WWE person i've ever met but also you you, you just love wrestling, but like you, but like you don't like WWE because they've kind of you know, over a couple of times. Over there. Man, I was hyped for Raw. Second hit seven o'clock. I was like, let's go. You I was hyped. Raw, how was it? I watched Raw all three hours, and guess what? It was better than any NWA Power Show I've watched <laughs> since it moved to fight. Man, amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, we kicked off the show with your favorite millennial dad, Cowboy Hangman Page, and Brian yeah. Cage. This match was actually okay. pretty good, I can't lie. Because Hangman Page... 
the best. This match was short, want- sweet, and to the point, which are the best matches in my opinion. I want Hangman as the Hangman will win the title eventually. I don't know. I think the plan was for him to take the title sometime soon, but I think that may be pushed back now that he's a dad. He's a dad. He's a dad. Like everyone else during COVID. Okay, no, but here's the thing. Hangman with a dad bod would still be hot. He would still look hot. <laughs> he does right now. So, uh, after <laughs> Hangman Page defeated Brian Cage, uh, we move on to the best tag team match of the past two years, in my opinion. The Young Bucks versus Moxley and Kingston, man. Better than the, than, the Re- than the Revolution 2020 tag match? That was 2019. No, it wasn't. It was 2020, buddy. Are you talking about Page and Omega versus... Yeah. That was 2020? No yeah, shot. Was 2020. No shot. <laughs> versus Omega and Page 2019. That had to have been 2019. Holy shit, it was 2020. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, it's been the best match. It's been the best tag match since Revolution 2020. Do you, do you feel old now, buddy? Oh, maybe, yeah, kind of. Uh, but the Bucks pick up the win. They retain over Moxley and Kingston. Man, the pop Kingston got. The pop Kingston got. Because Eddie Kingston is the mad king. Uh, After that, the Casino Battle Royal. I'll just name off some of the participants here. Hold up. Hold up, hold up. Let's okay. I want to talk about the shots at the at the shield. Oh yeah, the shots at the shield were really good. I didn't catch it at first until someone screamed shield, and then I got it. Shots of the shield were really good as well. Uh, we had the casino battle royal. We had Christian Cage, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hops, Pentel, Zero Miedo, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, The Blade, Evil Uno, Cole Cabana, Preston Vance, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, QT Marshall, Nick Camarado, Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, and the Joker, Leo Rush. The man of the hour, my guy. The man of the hour. Man, did I pop hard. Okay, okay. First, we need to talk about Max Caster's opening rap. That shit was good. That was really good. Yeah, I can't lie. That was amazing. Um, the Dustin yeah, look okay, at me yeah. thing. Oh, that was just cringe. That was just cringe. Look at me. Okay, so Did you hear me, old man? Look at me. Okay, so I'm gonna be honest. My prediction for this match, it was I was okay. As as Aiden may or may not know, I am a huge Jungle Boy mark, but really because Jungle Boy is hot. But this match showed me that Jungle Boy has what it takes. But my my, my pick was Pentel Cerro Miedo. He was my he was my pick because I, I love Penta right now. But I do be, I I feel like the person I, I feel like there were several guys that I shouldn't have been in this match that would. Yeah, I feel like shouldn't have been in the match. I feel like there shouldn't have been a lot of. I don't think Lee Johnson should have been in this. I don't think Camarado should have been in this. I don't think Aaron Solo should have been in this. I I don't think a lot of people. Okay, I think that Butcher, QT, Lee Johnson, Colt Cabana. I I I don't think they should have been in it because I feel like and the guys I feel like could have replaced them. You could have had Alex in Colt's spot. Could have. Oh, oh, and then Aaron, and then throw in Aaron Solo with. With the guys that, that should not have. 
So I think I think people should been here who actually had a chance of winning. I knew Quinn didn't have a chance. I knew Cassie didn't have a chance. I knew Blade didn't have a chance. I knew Uno didn't have a chance. I knew Cabana didn't have a chance. I knew Vance didn't have a chance. Okay, Preston could have had a small chance because Preston's a because because you could you could like I yes, but I think compared to people like honestly, my pick if at first glance would have probably been Christian Cage, Hobbs or Seidel. I think one of them would have won, but I think there was just too many low-card talent in there. I think there should have been more high-caliber talent in there. I feel like you could have had guys like, um, you could have thrown, like, Luchasaurus in there. Yeah, Luchasaurus would have been good. I feel like Don, I feel like, uh, which I, I think it's Dante, Dante Martin could have had a really, really... I think Dante could have been in there, yeah. I think him and Leo would have done something good in that spot. Uh, Fuego, just if you if if you give me Fuego, ver if you give me Penta, just killing Fuego for a second, I will I will not complain about 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 the fact. Okay. Very true. Um, Jungle Boy ends up getting the win, eliminating Christian Cage, which leads into the Jungle Boy Christian Cage kind of into a tag team right now, taking on so, Private Party. So I I want to talk about Jungle Boy a second. This is really really nice. Jungle Boy, he's had one. He can have maybe the most story because first, his dad is Luke. Second, he, and, and with and with his dad being such a high profile name, losing his father as he got signed, he could like. Jungle Boy has everything that it takes. Top baby. If you look at the guys that haven't been made. Or the guys that have been made in AW, I think of four guys: Hangman, Jungle Boy, MJF, and Sammy. Sammy and MJF. Are uh, I don't know. I'd had Britt Baker to that conversation. Okay, okay. Britt, Britt's a whole different story because Britt, Britt is the shining. You want to talk about the guy, the males? You bring up those. Four. Jungle Boy, the best pure babyface I could see. I can think of like he's the best. Pure white meat baby face, but also can be so interesting. He's so much smaller, so like someone like Powerhouse Hob can just throw him around, or Kenny Omega can just kill him with. Then Jungle Boy will sell, will sell them amazingly. So I'm happy he won, but I really wanted Cage to win. But once it got down to Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, I knew right then and there Cage wasn't winning for the main factor that social media would be pretty upset over the fact that Jungle Boy lost. Uh, it, like by the time that the match was getting down, the time that okay. So again, my initial pick was Pentel Saturn Yellow because I love Pentel, and I feel like. Penta, it, it should have been Penta, Jungle Boy, and Christian. You could have, instead of having Penta be eliminated as early as he was, which, and, well, okay, not as early, but, like, like he was eliminated more in, like, the middle of the match. I feel like it should have been, the final four should have been Christian Cage, Penta, Matt Hardy, Jungle Boy. You could have had um, Christian do the whole spot with Matt and then you have Jungle and then you have Penta take out Christian not out of the match but just kind of like drop him with a package pile driver or a Penta driver or something because you don't want to hurt Christian's neck 
or you could have had him do something crazy or had Alex Alvarez do something stupid. Ten ten jungle boy glider for a little bit, just open hand chops, and then because remember, Penta and Ray Phoenix when they turned heel, they turned heel on Jurassic Express. Yeah, they did. Yeah, all the way back, and I feel like having Jungle Boy, like, definitively, because Jungle Boy was the guy that eliminated Pentagon. Like, either way, but I feel like you could have given Jungle Boy like that, like, give him. Like let him do something crazy to eliminate Penta, and then you think Christian's gonna win, and then Jungle Boy does his crazy slide and stuff, just, and then you give Jungle Boy that win. But I do believe that a Jungle Boy winning was the right call because with 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 a heel champion, you really need someone that can be that white white meat baby. Christian Cage can be that, but I feel like Christian should not be in the world title picture. I feel like Christian needs to be that upper card guy that, like, put over these younger guys, like Jungle Boy, like MJF, Guevara, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like Jungle Boy winning is the best decision overall, so I, I liked it. So, after that, we had Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo, and I'm not gonna lie, this was my piss break match. What did I tell? What did I tell you? What I mean, I okay, don't get me wrong. I wanted to watch this match. I wanted to see how good a go go would be, or how good they could work together. But like, there was just no other match on the card that was like, okay, this won't be a good match. I just knew this was had to be a gotta go with it. So went to the merch table, got a drink, got dinner, boom. Had a pretzel, and all I can say, Daily's Place, you make your pretzels. Mwah, so good, man. <laughs> Five star, bro. Perfect pretzels. But luckily, Cody did not win with the, with the crossroads. He won with King Vertebreaker. Shockingly, like, I know, right? Like, no, okay. Okay. I want you to go look back at the hurricane hitting those Vertebreakers. Shane Shane Helms and WCW. Look at how he hit. And then you see Rhodes. And it's like, I love the Vertebreaker. So, so much. So I'm going to throw this in there because uh, we are going to start a new segment called The Pushover uh, probably next week or the week after where we list off some people who we think could be pushed with an AEW. I'm not doing that this week, but I kind of just want to throw this in there because I just saw it on Twitter. Matty Rinkowski, amazing, amazing, great in the ring, and her character on Twitter is so perfect. Uh, I only know this is because she posted something and she was like, I'm going to be out for 46 weeks due to a recent accident. And she's like crying in the video and like all this stuff, like kayfabe wise. I think Miss Reality is a great gimmick. I think, I think she's really good. They need to build her up though, but I think she is this week's pushover. And now we head into what actually, from what I've heard was, was one of the most disappointing matches, maybe the most of the, of the. Uh, I'm sorry. And, Which match is this? Uh, Archer versus Miro. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought next match was Sheeta and Baker. I was about to say, who are you listening to? But no, okay. No. Um. So from what I've heard from this match, because you know I don't watch pay reviews because you know I, I've I, I've been I've been busy. You know my you know I, I. Okay, I will give my take on this match. Uh. Give your take. 
All right, from a live crowd perspective, A, first 10 seconds, Lance Archer botches the over-the-top rope dive. Two, uh, I think we all knew Miro was winning, and I don't think Archer should lose to Miro. I think it ruins him's character. Uh, the everybody dies, and size difference just doesn't make any logical sense. Has Archer won on pay-per-view yet? No, he has not, and actually two of his two pay-per-view matches have been double or nothing and TNT title matches, and he's lost both of them to Cody and Miro. Um, Miro won the match. The match wasn't the best match. It's a very watchable can talk, match. Can, can we talk about Miro being just the most savage man in the man world? Man threw the snake onto the snake. stage. Damn. He, he grabbed me. Decided to be a vault. Decided I'm gonna I'm gonna do some Olympic stuff here. Through the snake. Yeah, oh, I mean God. the match wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. It was definitely very watchable. But now, now this is the this best. Is, this is the sleeper hit. The sleeper hit of the night. I'd say the second best women's match in AEW. What's the What's the best? Baker and Thunder Rosa has to be the best. Well, okay, no, yeah, I get. Everything that's everything that just means that Baker is the best in all this. Yeah, she's the best in the women's division. Two of her matches are two of the top best matches in AEW history. So definitely, this is the sleeper hit. No one expected this match to be as good as it was. You even said that it's probably be a piss break. So I got to be honest here. We all know this. I'm not. I'm not a big Joshi wrestling fan. I never have been. I never will be. I'm not a fan. I don't like Riho. I not a fan of ninety. I don't like Yuka Sakazaki or whatever her name is. I don't like ninety percent. I don't like ninety percent of the Japanese women they bring in. Shida is the only one I like. An exception, yeah. So I think they've done her pretty well, and I I think she fits pretty well. I don't think her reign was very good. It was a very piss poor no, reign. Uh, but my all time favorite AEW Women Superstar is Britt Baker. So I, I'm very happy, very very happy that she won the title. And I'm not someone that hopped onto the DMD train a month ago. I have been there since day one when she signed, and before that, when she came out to Adam Cole's theme song, because I didn't know who she was t until All In when she came out to Adam Cole's theme song. But then and there, I became a fan. So, Aiden, Aiden, again, I need to ask you: Do you do you take back what you said of this being the of the, of the pistol? No, because I did take a piss during this match. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it was a very good match, but a man's got to pee. <laughs> A man's gotta be. What a man's gotta be. <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a good match. Britt Baker is the new AEW world. Did you just say Britt Baker? Wow, there's like ninety percent of people that are mad at you. It's Britt Baker. D M D. Doctor D M D. Okay, Doctor Britt Baker D M D. Uh, am I missing a next match? Up. I don't think so. Nope. Next up, Sting and Darby Allen versus. Do I say his actual name, or do I respect Dan Man. Ignore the name. Sting can go, my friend. Back. Sting can still go, and it's scary. Bro, Sting came out, right? And I'm I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be the piss break match right here. Like, this is going to be bad. This is going to be terrible. I was honestly scared for his life. And then he rips off his shirt, and he's wearing a singlet. I'm like, wait, what? And then he dives to the outside, and then he's taking a bump onto the ramp, and then he's getting Darby thrown onto him, and I'm like, oh my god, Sting can still go. Also, okay, okay. 
funny thing. So we're recording this, and you want to know what shirt I'm wearing that my dad gave? I'm assuming a Sing shirt. No, I'm wearing an old SCU shirt, and I'm thinking, geez, I, I miss SCU already. Poor Bro, CD. you could put Kaz in the Casino Battle Royal. No, I'm happy with Kaz, the way he's doing right now, the uh, thing that he's doing. <laughs> the Elite. What is he doing? He, oh, you didn't see what he did in Double or Nothing? No. Uh, he came, Carl Anderson and, and Gallows came out during the Moxley Young Bucks tag match, and oh, yeah. he oh, dove oh, onto oh, Anderson. Oh. Yeah, he's kind of like the third member of Moxley, of the Wild Things. Oh, that's so good. Please, more of that. I doubt it will be more of it. I think he's just there to take out the Elite, but still. Um... But yeah, Sting and Darby Allen pick up the win, and this match which takes us to our co-main event of the evening, uh, which was Omega, Cassidy, and Pac, and uh, Omega picks up the win in this one. There was not really anything special in this match. I, I, I can't lie. I was on the tip of my seat every single time Cassidy got a roll-up. I thought, you know, I thought he had it in the bag, but he didn't. Oh, Sad. Gee, okay, look, here, okay, here's the thing. As someone who likes all these men, the guy that I want to be the chief. Yeah. Want yeah. I want to see Pac just. Lo I want to see Pac make it happen. Don't yeah. Know, I, I don't know why. I also want to see him win. Uh, I'll assume with the title sometime. Uh, but then we go to the main event, which uh, I can't really comment on very much. Uh, Inner Circle versus Pinnacle Stadium Stampede. Everyone in the audience left. Most 90, 50% of the crowd left at this point in time because everyone's like, oh, I'm not going to sit here and watch a pre recorded match. It was live. It was live. It wasn't pre-recorded. It was live. They were next door. No, I did not leave. I was there. Uh, they're next door, and then they drive into the arena, and they start brawling, and then Sammy hits a 630 on Sean Spears to get the win for the inner circle. Uh, I did. I did. I, I'm not going to lie. I started to leave, right? Because I was like, you know what? My I lost my voice, right? Like, beginning of the match, yeah, I, singing I, Judas. I, I, I can kind of tell. I lost my voice. I was singing. I was singing Judas. Man, it felt so good, I can't lie. Uh, okay, anyways. <laughs> we were singing Judas and I lost my voice. So, I was like, okay, let's just leave because I need a drink really bad. And I don't want to spend $12 on a drink. So, we start to leave. And then we look up and Jericho and MJF are brawling on the top. And I'm like, oh, we're not leaving. So, then we sit back down and we watch the rest of the match. And then we left. Like, we left right when Sammy won. Mainly because there's 5,000 people there. And we didn't want to stay for another two hours waiting to get out. So we left right then and there, and I just watched the celebration afterwards. They did a whole, like, celebration thing afterwards, talking about Inner Circle and thanks for coming and all that. But, yeah, that was double or nothing. If I had to rate this pay-per-view out of 10, it'd be a 99 out of 10 because I think this is the best AEW pay-per-view. Is it because I was there? Maybe, maybe not. You'll never know. Okay. As someone who wasn't there... I'm gonna put my two cents. I think that Revolution is still the best. Man, I don't know. This pay per view is really good. I think. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I think this is the best pa best pay per view of the pandemic era. Even though it's even though it's not really the pandemic. Era. I, I know you're gonna say Revolution, but Revolution wasn't in the pandemic era. It was oh, no, before I, that. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna say Revolution. But I think this is the best pay per view that they've had since Revolution. That AEW has had since Revolution, definitely the best show that they've had. Since. I don't know. The best show overall. I'd, I'd say I think I think this is the best wrestling pay per view of the pandemic oh, era. Uh, I, 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 I. 
sorry. Sorry. I swear to God, if you come back with a Ring of Honor, get a better pay-per-view. Okay, look, look, look. And that's going to do it here for us at Call Elite. We're not going <laughs> to listen to Sal any longer. Blame about a dead promotion. Ha, ha, ha. All right. No, okay. Uh, yeah. okay. In, all, in all honesty, in all honesty uh, the Rumble 2021 was really, really good. Okay, yeah, you're you're not wrong there. I'm not gonna Mania, lie. Specifically, specifically, night one of Mania 37 was awesome. And then, about night two. then night two didn't happen. Yeah, night two we're, was we're, uh. <sighs> night two did not happen. Anyways, that's gonna do it for us here at Call Elite. Make sure you follow us on all social media at Call Elite. If you got anything you want to send to us for no reason or anything at all, Call Elite at gmail.com. Join our Discord. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube for clips, highlights, and more. Check us out every Monday on all podcast platforms along with interviews and so much more. And join the cult.